This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged, the podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Pat Calamari here, the host of Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast. That music podcast that you go to to get the latest in content of great interviews with artists, for the most part, that are putting out new music. That's what I do. I love keeping new music alive on the radio airways and also on video. And today, well, I'm going to rebroadcast one of my Zoom chats from last week, promoting the great band, The Loyal Order. Yep, bringing Jeff Buner back, who I had on a Zoom chat in June, and now adding Brandon Cook, the lead guitarist. And if you remember my chat with Jeff, we were promoting their debut album, which is also titled The Loyal Order, as in their band name, and their debut track, Ready for Dead, which really did well. Well, today, you're going to hear our conversation of promoting their second track, which is really kicking ass and taking names, and that is Hellfire. You're also going to hear at the end of the conversation of which I do on my IGTV is play the actual video of the track we're promoting. So you're not going to obviously be able to see that here on an audio podcast. But I certainly encourage you to go to their YouTube channel or see our happy, handsome mugs on my Pat Soundbites IGTV and see the whole Zoom if you like. Either way, a double shot. Why not? I want to make sure that my craziness of 11,000 subscribers worldwide on this podcast. Also, if they don't want to go to check out the video, are able to hear the content on audio right here. And again, yes, 11,000 subscribers worldwide. Can't thank you folks enough. Please continue to subscribe, tell your friends, share. I got some great new interviews upcoming, as always. Okay, episode 91, as we get closer and closer to 100, and I'm sure I'm going to reach that milestone way before the end of the year. Enough of me. As always, live, love, and laugh a lot, because life is way too short. Enjoy Jeff Buner, Brandon Cook of The Loyal Order. Hi, this is Brandon Cook from The Loyal Order, and you're listening to Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Hey, live on Pat Soundbites IGTV, keeping new music alive on the radio and on video. I got these two metal rockers today. Jeff Buner, Brandon Cook, The Loyal Order is kicking ass and taking names. And thank you, gentlemen. Great to see you guys in the Northwest kicking ass. And moving right up the charts. Our man. pleasure, man. Thank you for having us. Um, Jeff, I, we had a great chat in June. Learned all about the bass player that became the singer from some yeah. off-the-grid hunting thing. And yeah. then he got yeah. branded involved to do the guitar riff. And yeah. here we are in October. And Hellfire, as you just told me, went up to like number six with 861 thousand 
views on your YouTube, on, on the video, as well as Facebook, Ready yeah. for Dead did outstanding. So yeah, I applaud you. you guys. You are blessed. I'm blessed. We're rocking and sure. rolling. It's all yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. Tell me yes, about it, this. I mean, I, I follow you guys on Facebook, and I'm glad that you're posting the charts. And, uh, you know, you got to believe, right, to get to that mountain and go, look, if nobody believes, I got to believe. And you hooked up with a great label of uh, David and, and Tom and company and Eric down there. And um, yeah. it's a pinch yeah. me moment, no? Yeah, it really yeah. is. Really is, man. We like uh, we started working with those guys. We had our first uh, had our first single out, and it started doing really well. And uh, took it to radio, and it did well there. And then uh, we brought Hellfire out, and uh, that's done equally as as well. Actually, a little better than the first single. So we're working on more now, and uh, we'll have another one out soon. Yeah, I remember the first time Jeff and I played music for people, and we just saw people's reactions, kind of. We just looked at each other and we're like, "Is this real? People are really freaking out over these songs." And are you like, talking? Are you talking about that John Denver uh, thing, duo thing that we did? Yes, the the whole like, yeah, the acoustic singing. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're talking about you guys. Did a, <laughs> you guys did a John Denver? No, take two. <laughs> no, we we played off the grid from for some very good friends of ours. Right when we we did a master of it the first time we were doing the the hunting show. And the reactions we were getting off people were just like, oh, my God, you guys, you have to be a band. And when we pretty much started the band because people told us to. It was so good. We just were like, oh, wow. OK, I guess we have to do something with this. And the next song was really got the same kind of reactions real quick. That was uh, I Fall Silent. And um, it just kept kind of going from there. And, you know, Jeff talked to Rob Dacre about making a record and it once we heard what he was kind of treating our songs like it was like okay wow this could be really amazing so um yeah, yeah so it carried from there and i don't know it kind of like that belief in ourselves i mean for me at least it definitely kind of grew when i started seeing people's reactions it was really interesting and because i had been doing other kinds of music like tribute bands and you know like uh, cover bands and stuff like that and i always wrote on the side but i had never written with someone like jeff who was really focused on like making records and he'd made several records um like that and one of them went to uh got to tra signed to trauma records and had a song and a movie and everything and it just was a different focus of writing versus just more for my own pleasure and it was uh it was really cool to to get to do that i mean and then yeah. you hook up with this great label with dave and, and tom and emp yeah and they knew they they knew exactly what you guys were looking for i mean they were to me they're the perfect fit of a label yeah. out there for your type of music i mean who knows better than those guys you know that have been doing it and to grab you guys and go yeah we want you and to help you you know launch is is, is just it, it, you couldn't ask for anything more you know, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great fit, man. The Tom, we met Tom at uh, a mega death listening party in, in Los Angeles. They, uh, they had just finished their record and, you know, Mustaine was there and everybody. And uh, we checked it out. Our friend, Jimmy Littlefield actually had an invite to it and invited us along with him. And we were lucky enough and fortunate enough to like show up there. And it was this offsite place in, in Los Angeles. 
and I said hello to Tom and we, you know, exchanged information and it was quick, you know, we didn't, you know, it was kind of like, Hey, how's it going? Kind of a thing. And then when we finished uh, ready for dead, um, I had reached out to him and sent him the music video. And I said, here you go. What do you think? Uh, thinking about working with you. We'd, if I think it'd be a good fit, et cetera, et cetera. And we talked back and forth a little bit and off it went, you know, the feedback that I get, even though I'm a classic rock station and we put in the, the tie line of redefine, which allows me and any of the on-air personality to play whatever we want. Sure. So you, you guys, I mean, when I started playing ready for dead, my phone was ringing like, who's this? What's going on? Because that's all I do nice. is pretty much play new music and, and nice. we're focused. And then they follow me on all the social medias. And then sure. I did the interview with Jeff and then it got a lot of attention and it wow. does good here. I mean, we put it on the rotation right away. I, I was you, always man. busting Jeff's balls going, dude, what about my station? But you know, I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. These are the metals. I keep forgetting about that little guy in New York, but <laughs> I always, I always, I've inserted it quite a few times, actually. I know. I was I guess- only, it's I was just, only busted on you. It's, no, it's, no. I know, man. It's just copy paste from the radio report. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. I mean, you know, it, it just, it's great. It, you're one of the only bands that I could say, and I do new music that really the moment, momentum has just taken off, especially with no touring. And it's got to be killing you guys. Could you imagine if you were in Europe or at any of the festivals or where, you know, so I guess my question yeah. is, how do you keep the momentum going? Obviously, a third release, another video. I mean, how do you keep it generated? You know, without well, without losing. Well, man, we, we. I mean, it's kind of a perfect storm in a way for us because we had the record in the queue. I mean, we had uploaded it, sent it to the distribution people and, and it was in the queue and it, it takes a two month, it's like a two month process to like upload it, uh, get to do the digital release and, you know, send it to all the people. And, and there's a whole process that goes along with that. And then COVID kind of started to hit. And so it slowed the process down a little bit. I'm thinking, well, we'll be in and out of this thing in a couple months, oh. maybe, you know, and uh but then then i mean then when the writing was on the wall uh brand and i had to make a decision to either stand back and just kind of let it sit there or or put our put our foot to the gas and and uh we came to the conclusion that you know it's just like a new band you know we can uh you know we'd just done our first debut show with puddle of mud sold out crowd nice and uh and uh COVID hit, you know, shortly after that. I mean, we were booking things up several months out, of course, but so so in that time frame, you know, it was like six months later or something like that that it all kind of started to happen. Yeah. Uh and then everything kind of started happening. And so we're like, let's just let's just kind of let's just put some videos out, let's build the band, let's become relevant in the, you know, like a national uh market level and see how we do. You know, it's a nice little test run. Uh, we'll see how well uh, people respond to it. And because uh, we didn't know, you know, we felt like we had something really solid in our hands, but you never know what people are going to say. Right. Until you go out, you won't, you wouldn't know. Yeah. It's such yeah. a so, double edged sword because it really is. you could sit and wait, but then we're all home doing nothing. We're all locked in and people are yeah. 
looking for new stuff. So if, yeah. if it, I, I gotta say, I, I agree with you, Jeff. If it was the norm, I don't know if anybody would really hear of Loyal Order or really or really take yeah. in the tracks and understand it and go, wow, these guys are good. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. Oh no, I just think I was thinking that you know we when we when we made that decision, it was like it was kind of like f you know screw it let's do this and uh are we allowed to curse i don't know fuck but, it yeah why not <laughs> yeah fuck it. it you know we're we're on our way and, and like this thing's gonna be over i think jeff and i have like this this sort of optimism that's like it's gonna be over faster than we think even if it's just even if it is a year at the end of that year it's gonna be have faster and we will have burned an entire year of opportunity to like share mm -hmm. share our music with people and then that's another year later that and maybe mm -hmm. even harder to get people's ears back because once it opens up worldwide, everybody's going to be back to their full focus and, and everything else. So they won't, they won't have as much time to listen to the music and, you know, lucky for us, people are digging it. And I think that, yeah, again, grateful that, that the risk that we took paid off or is paying off. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I think it was the right decision. You would have never known. Whether we were normal, back to normal or not, you would have never known. And this is a perfect opportunity. People are home just looking for new stuff and you got their attention. Um, but, you know, I, I just can't wait for you guys to uh, get on the road. I mean, I, I talked to, a, I interviewed an artist the other day and I, they're doing a live stream. And I started mentioning about the original songs and he's like, yeah, we got to relearn them. You know, we haven't played so long. Like, holy yeah. shit, how did I do that with this with this move and the slide? And, <laughs> I mean, he's like, what? You got to really, he was Pat, we haven't played in like eight months. Honestly, we yeah. haven't played in eight months. And we're doing this live stream and hopefully it all works because of the technology and cameras and all that crap. But he goes, yeah, we've been in rehearsal. Like we, we try, to get, <laughs> try to get it all down again. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. It's totally Have you guys right thought about doing any of that yet? Any live we stream did, shows? We we did a live stream for uh, uh, Oh Say Can You Stream with oh, okay. uh, yeah, 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 those yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, for, you know, it was uh, the Grammy Youth Foundation and David Ellison uh, Youth Foundation. And uh, we did that and it was really cool. And we thought about it, doing it more, but like, uh, you know, one of our guitar, our other guitarists is like really uh, very cautious about the COVID thing and even doing anything like that, you know, and okay. You know, and doing, uh, you know, getting the technology together and doing it from each person's house. There's a lot oh. of scariness that goes along with that. So I just want to be sure when we do a performance, it's, you know, yeah, we, no. we can do it and do it right and not yeah. have a mess. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if we're going so, out with against like with people doing like, I mean, I saw the this Nuno thing that he did a couple of months ago. It's like to go up against that kind of stuff. If we're going to put out something, it's got to be like. I mean, Nuno did a thing where it was Bohemian Rhapsody with a bunch of guitar players and Steve Vai and Tosin Abbasi. It's like, man, if we're going to go out and compete with that, it's got to be like how good we do Hellfire, you know, like with that same intention. So, uh, yeah. you know, just planning, planning all the the things that we're trying to put out right now is is uh, it's, it's not hard, but it, with the quality of guys that we have, we're going to be able to do it, but we just have to plan it right. And once it comes out, mm -hmm. you know, sort of push it the same way instead of kind of going and just like oh yeah we're gonna do it and we're gonna compete with all these worldwide people no, no, no. I, don't, I don't think so you know i yeah. saw this video of alex skolnick and charlie benante from anthrax and testament and they did they did a rush song and it's like that's my competition 
okay, that's how, that's how to get people's attention. That's what we have to do. You know, now so they're, they're spending big money. They're putting all that the technology in everybody's house to, to make all that yeah. work. And it's all about the yeah. sound. You, I know you guys would want to do it tomorrow, but if it's going to come out shitty, <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. Keep playing the track. Are you guys? Are you guys writing still? Are you? Are you continuing writing? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. We're working on. We're working on some new songs right now. We've got two or three in the can, and we're actually getting in pre-production for those right now. So, we've got um, uh, just booking time with our producer uh, Rob Daker, who just is. He just actually he's been really busy. He's just finished up Royal Bliss's new record, and yeah. uh, so he's solid, you know. And uh, just you know, locking him down and getting the time to do all that stuff. And like I said, I'm going in to do radio edits for our next single, too. So Thank you, sir, yeah. very much. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't so play you... that one. And I love <laughs> it. It's a great song. I, I said, yeah. okay, maybe they're going to do like I Fall Silent, but it's a yeah. good choice. And yeah. yeah. You... Beep, 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 beep. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do that one. Six times in the song. <laughs> <laughs> You're so not the gonna, first and you won't be the last. It's all good. Yeah, we're going to we're going to play with some words and, you know, maybe do a couple bleeps and uh they're know, changing it each There's six of them, so they're doing three loves and three pieces. <laughs> 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 Love or fight, peace or fight. <laughs> Brandon, I got to say following you on uh, Facebook, I see uh, you're a music instructor and I see you always oh. put out a little chart and people go crazy. Thanks for sharing, whether it's a riff, whether it's a line, I think it's pretty cool that you're offering to do that and get people, keep people's interest in music alive and well. Yeah, absolutely. I studied music in college and, you know, uh, the, I learned of jazz and I learned jazz guitar. That was my main study, but I also studied classical theory and did a, the whole, you know, the gamut. I actually ended up studying like, African-American music history and, you know, a couple of other things. And it really just gave me a, a worldview of, of what music is supposed to be. And, and as, I don't know, to me, music is very much sort of public, you know, it's gotta be like together. And I don't know, for me, I just don't, I don't draw too many lines between things, you know, except for like, well, if we're making a rock, rock radio single, we gotta like put our rock radio single cap on <laughs> and do that. But you know, I, I just love music and I love sharing with people. It's been a it's been a really great ride. So no, nah, it's gotta be great just to have those influences, you know, just to say, let's try this, let's try that. You wouldn't know if you didn't, you know, go and attend those classes and and, and learn about yeah. what the other cultures are throughout the world. So that's all cool. Yeah, it gave me a view of like how to, you know, how to be a little bit more unique, you know, in a world, you know, that, you know, is 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 sort of define. I mean, people defi define themselves by sounding like someone, and and you know, I try to be as unique as I can be. You know, I, I'm I'm sure I, you know, sound like somebody, but um, you know, I try to be. I use those influences as as part of writing. It's like, oh, I had you know, I remember this thing I was thinking about. Let's try that for a riff. And the the lucky for me, Jeff is like he's really into unique ideas, like. He, you know, speaking of some of the bands that are like that, like Muse and Radiohead, they're using different sort of sounds and different ways of writing. And, you know, that Jeff and I hook up that way is is really cool because I don't know, for me, when I listen to, to the Low Order album, I'm like, does this sound like anybody? You know, I mean, I'm sure it does, but it just, it, I want it to sound like fresh and, and uh, 
exciting for people to listen to, not just like it's been done before. Well, I know you did a little Queen song for some little girl who seemed happy, and I think Jeff posted Ryan May like. <laughs> what was oh, the, yeah. what was the song that you <laughs> end up playing for the girl? Oh, it was her song. We we were working on it together. It just uh, uh, she's a very dear friend of mine, and we're working on her record. And uh, I wrote this. I had I was sitting in a in a in a hang with with a bunch of people, and the solo was sort of developing itself to the end. And I went home and kind of transcribed what was in my head and uh i played it for jess i'm like uh, jeff i'm like oh my god what is this and he goes oh man it sounds like queen i'm like i know sounds too much like queen <laughs> first thing i thought i was like that's totally brian may right there <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i love i love queen but he he's actually not the first person that i was thinking of when i was writing it was more marty friedman but marty friedman is also a huge brian may yeah. fan so sure there you go yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's all cool, and and, yeah. and 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 sadly, as we just came on, and we all learned the loss of the great Eddie Van Halen. I'm not a musician. Oh. I got to see uh, Van Halen. It was Alex's birthday. I want to say 1982, um, in New Haven Coliseum in Connecticut, and it was over the top, explosive. David Lee Roth doing his jumps and bombs going off and just everybody's staring at what the things that Eddie was able to do with the guitar. How much of an Super influence was he for you guys? Huge for me, man. I, I'm, I can remember hearing that, uh, that first record and I just was like, just was instantly hooked, you know, as a kid, but I was like, I can just remember hearing Jamie's crying on the bus. You know, we had this really cool bus driver, Mr. Grant, he had a he had a player, and he'd like, you know, get that stuff going and crank and, it up, uh, crank it up. Yeah, he had a good stereo on the bus, and we just thought it was like he was like our activities, like take us to football games and stuff. And we rocked out, man. And Van Halen was one of them. So crazy stuff, man. Crazy yeah. stuff. Like uh, Eddie was like a I, as a guitar instructor. You know, I was like 19 when I really started teaching professionally, and all the kids would bring in these songs and. I always liked Van Halen. I, Van Hagar was more my era because I was like 10 years old in 1985. Right. Okay. When, right. 1984 was out. You could hear Jump and I'll Wait and, you know, Hopper Teacher on the radio. And then a year later, you hear Sammy Hagar doing Dreams and all that stuff. And I'm just like, wow, this is so great. I love these songs. And for me, it didn't make a difference. You know, so I, I didn't really learn Eddie as a, as a young guitar player. I learned it as a guitar teacher, like where I had to teach it to people. And I just really got it at that point. It was where I like, oh, okay. Now I understand why he's so revered as a guitarist. Cause I just saw it as songs. I didn't really see it as like, you know, like guitar histrionics or anything. It was just, it was just great tunes. And I think that's probably the thing that made him so great was because he really was a songwriter. He wasn't just, he wasn't just a shredder. You know, he couldn't just like, he didn't just invent tapping. He invented great hooks and great songs. And they they really brought a whole bigger than the sum of its parts thing to making great music. I mean, the first time I heard Eruption, I'm like, what is that? And then being on this side of the table and interviewing people all the time, and I got to interview uh, Steve Lutiker, uh from Toto. And Steve put out a book, uh, The Gospel of Luke. I read the book and thought it was a great book. And uh, he would go to the record store somewhere in L.A. or California 
And the guy says, man, you come here all the time. You There's another guy that comes here all the time. I can't get rid of this kid. You guys should hook up or something. And it was Eddie. And Eddie originally wasn't a guitar player. He was actually a drummer. He was Alex was like a piano player, guitar player. And somehow they decided to switch it up. But the like Sam Ash music store, guitar center or whatever the store it was, said, I can't get rid of this kid. He's here every day. Can I try that? Can I try this? Can I try that? And him wow, between yeah. him and Steve growing up, I mean, they never really knew each other, but they all hit that same neighborhood place. And um, as I tell my kids who are young adults now and anybody, uh, hard work pays. I mean, he just didn't grab a guitar and start tapping and do an eruption. The guy you know, did his due diligence and uh he was he was like nineteen when he did that first record, I think. He was just a kid. Was I he mean, that young he, back then? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was just a just a pup, you know, and I and how articulate he was and, and just you know, composing that thing was just it was phenomenal, dude. I mean yeah, he was just a kid. I mean, uh yeah, I, I mean what and he Van Halen like changed the face of rock and roll. I mean, they did in a lot of ways, you know. And David Lee Roth, of course, you know, good lord, he back then it was just like he was, he was just incredible to watch, you know. They were like that new era. We went from the Zeppelins, the Aerosmiths, the Jimi Hendrix, yeah, the Who, the Stones, and then we got into Van Halen, ACDC. This whole new kind of thing gravitated into the music world i think what yeah. a loss can 2020 get any worse i don't know man but i don't, I don't know if i want to ask because it yeah. could <laughs> yeah no i'm sure yeah, it could. so you're absolutely we're right close. but yeah we, we had, we we had, had all the fires or, we had all the fires out here in oregon and stuff i i had to evac and like you know for just a short period of time but i was like you know level two evacuation level ones get the hell out of there now and level one was just like uh just like a half a mile down the road so it was yeah it was crazy i mean that and covid and <laughs> I, I dude i get out well, i'm a past i'm a past volunteer fire chief and i was glad to see they oh, just wow. sent a shipload from new york over to to the west to help you guys to help that out i'm like there's nothing worse than what you guys are going through. We thank, thank God we don't have any wild live fires like what you go through because they jump and you're done in a, in a yep. split second. So I, yep. I pray for those folks that are out there on the front line each and every day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, can it get worse? I'm sure it could, but I can't wait. You know, one year we just can't wait for it to, but on the positive, look, guys, you put out great music. People heard it and it went up the charts. I mean, I got 10,000 followers on my podcast. So, as much as I think, man, this year sucks, I go, man, do you know this? I mean, the Scorpions put on my, my Zoom interview with Klaus yeah. on, their, on their website. So, I'm like, this, this is a good year. And everybody's like, what, yeah. what are you crazy? I'm like, I'm on the Scorpions website. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> they got six million followers. Can I just get like a million? Come on, guys. But uh, hey, dude, you're on your way, man. It's uh, like well, wait. yeah, I, you're definitely it, getting a lot of push. That's uh, good, uh, man. Well, well wait till you, know you get on ours, dude. Wait till you get yeah. on ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till you are you gonna roll the dice there, Jeff? Are we uh doing a virtual dice? I, I yeah, yeah, let's, 
Okay, man. Me. You got five dice? What do you got? A pair? What do you got in there? Um, I have uh I have two twos. <laughs> okay. I I don't have dice, but I have dominoes. <laughs> I'm rolling three times. Rolling three times. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Nope. <laughs> hey, Jesse Triplett, a collective soul. You're gonna do, do a double shot. No, well, I'll do a double shot. That's easy. Jesse hit three fours on the last roll in New Jersey, and you thought we won the Stanley Cup in the World Series. We're jumping up and down in the dressing room. So in the two and a half years, somebody legitimate, legitimately hit for five of a kind. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, so, it was, it was so, really cool. Oh, I've got four twos. All right. Well, then that means we got to do like four tracks. How's that? <laughs> you know, I make it up. Because it's all about promoting new music and getting it out there. The Loyal Order, loyalorder.com. Get a t-shirt. I need a t-shirt, guys. I got to order a t-shirt. I see everybody. Yeah, drop me your mailing address. And, I, and will I, will, I will definitely do that to you when we get off the thing. Keep up the good work. I can't wait for number three. You got your work cut out for you, Jeff, for the radio. Oh, folks. I know. <laughs> Brandon, a yeah. pleasure, man. Congratulations. Wonderful to meet you too, man. Thank you. All the best. We're going to play Hellfire right now. Crank it up on the video on Pat Soundbites IGTV. Take care, guys.